In recent weeks, the global pandemic has driven a seismic shift in the ways that people live and work. Suddenly, massive amounts of employees are working from home while coping with added pressures like educating children, worrying about sick parents, or contending with isolation and fear. But what does it all mean for business leaders? How can they motivate their teams remotely, but do it with compassion, understanding, and awareness? This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco TechBeat. To capture some key strategies for keeping teams on track and connected, despite today's highly challenging conditions, I turn to senior leaders who are exceptionally well-versed in the complexities of leading remote teams. So I'm happy to welcome Mika Cross, Vice President of Employer Engagement and Strategic Initiatives for FlexJobs, and Stella Lowe, Cisco's Chief Communications Officer. I also connected with Cisco CIO Jackie Gishelar, and we've included some insights from her as well. My full conversation with Jackie is available on a separate podcast. Between them, they offer a deep but highly engaging dive into the managerial, technical, and above all, human challenges of remote leadership in an especially challenging time. I hope you enjoy the podcast. So thank you so much, Mika and Stella. It's great to have you here today. And Mika will begin with a question for you. Describe for us some of the challenges that are emerging specifically for managers of newly remote teams. Where are the struggles and maybe a few of the best practices? Yeah, well, thank you again for having me on the show. I'm extremely excited to be a part of today's conversation. And if there's one thing I think we can all agree on is that this is not business as usual. So as leaders and managers are transitioning their teams to a new way of working, and really this is working from home during a crisis, it's not just remote working like the way that we traditionally think of. So considering ways to stay connected with the team, keeping in mind that there are different levels of competencies and familiarity with technology and collaboration tools, and figuring out the new norm of how to set team and office protocols for what's expected when we're working and collaborating in a remote and distributed environment. All of these things are developing a new culture for us and how I think it presents opportunities for managers and supervisors. And that's great. And especially the the opportunities is very important we're going to we're going to really be focusing on that because this is this is a tremendous tragedy but the opportunities are there as well and stella uh, cisco is a highly virtualized company and remote work is part of our culture um going going back quite a ways but as many leaders are no doubt discovering communicating remotely and leading remotely are two different things Given your perspective leading Cisco's far-flung global comms organization, what are some strategies that managers can use right away to keep their teams motivated and engaged? Yeah, um, I mean, you're absolutely right. We are a far-flung global comms organization. We have people, uh, 200 and some people all over the world. So we're used to communicating in this way. When you're in a crisis, you want to communicate with your teams more than ever before. And as uh, Mika was alluding to, uh, show more flexibility and, and all those good things. 
But but uh, we make sure that we are connecting continuously. So we're having you know big big meetings where we're we're talking about um, you know strategy and what we're doing at this time and keeping people informed on what they can and can't do. We're also having smaller meetings. Uh, we're giving people time at the beginning of meetings to tell us how they're feeling. Uh, and we're also connecting at the individual level as well, because uh, not everyone wants to talk in those group settings. So it's about being productive, but also about being uh, very cognizant of how people are feeling uh, at this particular time. So we we're, we use uh, we use WebEx Teams. And so we're able to see each other, which makes a big difference. I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about how important it is. Um, you know, those are kind of visual clues when you're talking to people. But we are communicating continuously over video conferencing. Um, and as I say, we're doing it in group settings and one to one as well. And trust is a big factor when you're you're managing remote teams and transparency of which you're speaking now is a big way to build trust, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I always say, uh, and this again, this is more important during crisis, is give your colleagues, give each other, give your uh, teams uh, the benefit of the doubt. So, for example, at, at this time, um, it's even more important uh, when people are misunderstanding people because they're not sitting next to each other in the office. They're, they're just talking over uh, either being remote. Give, give someone the benefit of the doubt. Go ask them a, a question. Go communicate even more than you normally would. But this starts actually from, from the top, from the CEO downwards. So we're very, very lucky that we have a CEO that is making sure that we are communicating widely, that we're being consistent and transparent in the way we're communicating. He he is making sure that all our managers, and he's saying it himself, and it's great all our managers get to hear this, that you, you need to look out for people. If they need to look after their kids right now and they can't talk to you in a meeting, give them that flexibility. And I think so. if that transparency starts from the CEO downwards, it makes a huge difference. I think it gives everyone permission to, to demonstrate those right behaviors in a situation like, like we have today. Yeah, trust, transparency, and consistency, probably those three. Loom large, being consistent. Being consistent. So, so lit, we have a, a weekly meeting right now with all our employees. We have twenty. We had twenty-three thousand employees turn up to the meeting this week, and this is one where uh, Chuck leads it. We have doctors at this meeting. We have um, our HR leaders, and and many of us on the ELT uh, get to answer questions as well from our for our employees. And uh, every week, you know, often Chuck is saying the same things because, you know, he, we need we, we need him to hammer those messages home week in, week out, that people need to lead in the right way. And, and uh, employees have the permission to, to look after their lives as well as be productive at work. Yeah. Isolation, homeschooling, worrying about elderly parents. Those are just a few of the added pressures that workers are contending with in our current situation, in addition to their work pressures. Managers have to lead, but they also need to connect on a human level with compassion and empathy. Mika, what are some of the practical ways that leaders can ensure that that human connection is there remotely? This is something that everyone's sort of figuring out for themselves as they go, but really practical um, and easy to implement ways to do this is to sort of lift what you were doing already in a brick and mortar environment, if that in fact is how you were working, and replicating them. And even if it's just trial and error, um, perhaps hosting a virtual coffee break where you're inviting people to come bring their favorite tea, coffee, beverage, whatever, and just connect with one-on-one, -on -one, you know, in a personal environment. 
set the expectation that this is just a casual conversation. Leveraging those collaboration tools for sort of a water cooler effect. Um, yeah, just, just to add to yeah. that, um, at Cisco, you know, I've seen sort of WebEx Wine Wednesdays, <laughs> virtual happy hours. In my team, we've been doing cocktail hours, um, you know, and depending on what time time frame you're in, bring a cup of tea or, or a stronger beverage. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it, it's really making sure that we have that human connection. We have people who are on their own right now. We have people who are dealing with, you know, small kids, elderly parents, sick folks. And we just want to make sure that we, we bring an element of fun to the week. Uh, and and I just want I, I can't stress enough, actually, um, a bit of humor <laughs> and authenticity from our leaders. And yeah. laughter is good for the immune system, let's not forget. <laughs> Absolutely. We had a doctor say that on one of our sessions recently, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, he actually said, you know, uh, that laughter uh, help strengthen your immune system. So, you know, this is this is medically proven, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny also because uh, people get stressed when, you know, their kids start showing up on on calls and their pets are, you know, their dogs are barking in the background, their cat walks across the keyboard, whatever it is. As a culture, you can really embrace that kind of thing, can't you? I mean, it's, it's, part, it's part of the experience. We're all going through it. Yeah, look, when we've seen, when we've been in a, a meeting, and it may have been a very serious meeting, and we've seen somebody's like three-year-old pop up in the back of the picture or their cat walk over the keyboard, I've made a point of, of calling it out. And I think so many of our leaders have and, and you know, get some lightness in the moment. Um, this is real life. We're, we're all in it together. We're, you know, a lot of our, our kids now are going to be here until September. Who knows what's going to happen beyond that? This is the new the new normal, as as Mika put it, the new reality, and we should embrace it in a in, in the right way. Yeah, and I think also there are people on our teams that are really good at this. It doesn't just have to be the responsibility of our supervisor, manager, or leader. You can invite other people on the team to be the connectors, to be the ones that check in on your behalf, to be the ones to suggest a way to celebrate a virtual baby shower or a work anniversary or a birthday. Um, in my company here at Flex Jobs, I mean, we are a fully remote and distributed company also, but, you know, our, our VP of um, people and culture had reminded us that we have access to Headspace and we can also allow our kids and our family members to download that app for free. And that's a benefit that our company offers as well um, for mindfulness, for help sleeping, for help managing stress. Opportunities here to really think outside of the box and humanize how we are working together and how we're supporting each other. One thing that's important for leaders to be aware of is a team dynamic. And um, each team is different, but most contain, for example, talkative extroverts and thoughtful introverts. There's all, all different kinds of personality types and ages, et cetera. Can a remote leader ensure that all those ideas are being shared equally? And, and how can you know digital collaboration tools support that? technology side there are so many ways to keep connected right now and I, I you know had this have happened uh just a you know um pre pre-internet I, I think we'd be in a very very different place um and also even four or five years ago when we didn't have the kind of video te conferencing technology uh, by the way we we we, we are uh, distributed around the world but we have lots of people in offices and we're all missing the kind of being in the office uh feeling but from a communications point of view, as well as using things like WebEx, don't rely on email too much. Um, I heard one example of a company that will remain nameless who actually said to their, their team, stay off the network um, 
and just trying to stick to your mobile phones. And those people are starting to feel very isolated. They're not seeing anyone. You know, we have a sort of an integrated platform where we can message people as well as, to, you know, see them. So that, that that kind of fun and productive work is happening in real time in, in message terms. And, and we have lots of team rooms that, that do that. Uh, I can't imagine being able to have that kind of interaction and creativity going on with just people on their mobiles, as well as keeping people motivated and keeping people safe and so on. The tools that you use are so critical right now in, in, in remaining productive. In a separate conversation, I asked Cisco CIO Jackie Gushalar about the importance of a secure collaboration platform in the current situation. So, Kevin, my view is um, I think, you know, if there's anything this pandemic has taught us, it's how important technology is. You know, technology, in my opinion, is the connector. It's what allows the world to continue to function as we all navigate through the situation. You know, whether it be using telemedicine to treat patients, remote learning for school and, you know, and so on. So I think, you know, a lot of folks are realizing they need to get on board with things like secure collaboration technologies. I mean, that is absolutely essential. And I think if, you know, if the last three months have not has not shown us that, then I'm not sure what will. Right. Because it is it is definitely in front of us as technologists. In addition to robust security, the best collaboration platforms offer us the flexibility to communicate and connect in different ways. Here's Mika Cross again on tailoring those different ways of connecting to the right situations and the right users. We often are managing teams that have four or five different generations of workers on them. So people have a different comfort level and um, competency level with different kinds of technology. I think I think it's incredibly important and powerful to define the kinds of meetings that are most useful to be done with a camera in-person, face-to-face versus those that you could have flexibility to choose different means and and, uh, medium to use. So for instance, just earlier today, I've been behind my computer on the video camera for four hours straight today. (laughs) So my last meeting before this one, I actually asked to switch to my mobile so that I could take it as a walking meeting because I needed to stretch my legs, get out and get some sunshine. And so in our company, we've even put together an ugly spreadsheet, really simple spreadsheet for our directors and leaders to figure out, you know, what kinds of things do our team members need? How do they prefer in what priority order? Some people prefer email. Some people are okay with texting. Some people are fine with video or not. And then getting really clear on levels of expectation. Again, what kind of meetings are expected for you to be using your video camera? Is it at the all-hands staff meeting? Is it at a town hall? Is it during our one-on-one check-ins? And which ones do you have flexibility, more of a choice to decide how best do you want to leverage any one of those tools or collaboration? Yeah, we've we've had some jokes going around about the fact that nobody can get a haircut anymore, so... I don't know how that's that's going to fare on video, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, and don't even mention the nails, Kevin. <laughs> so this new normal into which we've all been thrust has uh, challenged us in, in countless ways. We, we've spoken about so many of them in, in the short time we've been chatting. But the organizations that have digitally transformed the most have fared the best throughout this crisis. And of course, digital transformation demands culture change as well as technology change, as I, as I think our uh, conversation has been highlighting. But how will that influence 
companies and company cultures moving forward? You know, it's it's interesting, Kevin. Obviously, we're an IT company. We are responsible for making sure that people have the right infrastructure and the right tools to communicate and so on. I think there's been a huge realization amongst uh, many uh, uh, organizations that um, uh, that this reliance on technology is not going to go away. It's actually going to get deeper as time goes on. I think we're going to see a, a real sea change, you know, into the new normal but be, and beyond. So if you'd like the post-pandemic world of, of people really trying to figure out uh, what's what's important to us, you know, is, is AI the most important thing or is actually getting the infrastructure in place uh, so that we can always be up and running in every scenario uh, and thinking about business continuity uh, um, and in a much more focused way than ever before. It's interesting, you know, sometimes it takes a crisis to inspire action. I was speaking to a CIO just last week from Hong Kong, and he was saying that they're faring quite a bit better in this current crisis because they had the political unrest not too too long ago, and it forced them to put a lot of these changes in place. So that's holding them in good stead now. I think moving forward, a lot of companies will be more prepared for whatever comes next Technology is certainly, and, and you know, digital transformation is absolutely one way to get more productive. But the workplace policies that help enable and equip people to be well practiced in the event of an unplanned emergency or event that will require them to continue operating, no matter where they're working from, is incredibly important. And I do believe that we've sort of been moving a little slowly in that capacity, and employers can do a lot better. I think this will give us an opportunity to strengthen the strategic imperative for why flexible and remote work programs and policies are important and why they're important to implement even when there's not an emergency. Yeah, I'd say there's some real light bulbs going off in people's heads in recent weeks as to what's possible. Yeah, I I agree. And and I think there's that cultural change uh, where people are starting to realize that you can work um, in this environment and be productive. So um, we heard of a, an investment bank, one of our customers, who said, if you'd have told me that 95% of my workforce would be working from home and we'd still be as productive as we normally are, and you said that to me four weeks ago, I would have thought you were crazy. And now I'm seeing it in action. So I think, you know, that understanding that we can work this way, I think it's going to have a knock-on effect on, do we need all these facilities? Do we need people making these crazy commutes to work? Um, you know, how is this going to change how organizations start to organize themselves. Um, I I definitely think there's going to be a sort of post-pandemic way of working, and and this this is going to be, again, a forcing function to think about that. And as we said, a global tragedy like this can bring about good. We don't want to make light of it. But overall, do you think that company cultures will become more conscious? I think absolutely, hands down, this is going to transform the way that workplaces focus on caring for their workforce. I am a firm believer that the way that we've been working the last 50 plus years, I mean, it is very dated. I'm a firm believer that we can do things a little differently while focusing on productivity and accountability and keeping our workforce engaged and making sure that they are also cared for. Those are not soft benefits nice to have anymore. Well-being, emotional well-being, mental health issues, Regular health issues all contribute to productivity and how we deliver our mission to our customers. It's not just the right thing to do. It's also the smart thing to do, isn't it? 
Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. And, you know, I think it's about putting, you know, we talk about con conscious culture. It's about putting uh, compassion in, in, into our, into our, you know, leadership toolkit. It should always be there, by the way. Uh, but I think this is getting people to really think differently. We, we have to put compassion at the center of, of everything that we're doing right now. Uh, I think, you know, hopefully we'll uh, some leaders are always better at this than, than others during normal times, if I can call them normal times. But in the new normal, every single one of us has got to be conscious of this, for sure. Well, this is a fabulous conversation, and we really appreciate you both taking the time. Any final thoughts? You know that we've been talking so much about the future of work, and it's pretty much here. Anything else to add? Looking, looking forward to better times ahead, hopefully. You mentioned early in the show that challenges that we're all navigating right now also can be opportunities for us. And so being able to think through how we're going to work together and putting together legacy documents right now, workflow processes, um, contingency documents, um, learning and I think really Lisa, of what we're learning as we go is going to be incredibly powerful for how we reintegrate back into the workplace and start doing things a little differently from here on out. Yeah, I think that the, the new normal is here. Um, I think it's going to continue post-pandemic. Uh, I think we're going to look at the world as a kind of before, before the pandemic and after the pandemic. Uh, we're going to be rethinking how we're working as teams, how we're working as organizations, how we're treating our, our people and how we're communicating. And uh, I think we're going to be better for it. It's a, it's a shame that it's had to come out of, uh, of such a, a global tragedy, um, but I'm, I'm glad that we're going to see some goodness come out of this situation. Cisco CIO Jackie Gishelar concludes with her own thoughts on some positive lessons from a challenging situation. And there's something about the current crisis situation that kind of inspires me in a way which, you know, which is um, there's this thing that's happening in the world that we can't control yet we are all changing the way that we work and we're all learning about ourselves, you know, about how we work with each other and about the communities, you know, and the world. So I think there's some secret sauce in there, Kevin. I haven't quite put my finger on it yet that I want to explore for sure. This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco Tech Beat. My very special thanks to Mika, Stella, and Jackie as well for some very deep and practical insights. And here's hoping you and your team stay productive, connected, and above all, safe. If you'd like to hear more Cisco Tech Beat podcasts, subscribe through your favorite podcast platform. And feel free to leave a comment. We'd love to start a discussion. <laughs>